Hello and welcome everyone to episode four of An Open Window. Hope you're all doing wonderful. I'm doing all right myself. Our uh, discipline month is over. We just got through uh, Ellie's birthday weekend. Well, we have to go out to dinner tonight and then it'll be like over, over. But uh, great weekend, great time. The month of discipline has been has done wonders, I guess, because it's over now. It has done wonders for the both of us. And I think that, uh, I don't know if we're going to start, like, another, like, a month challenge type thing, but I think we're really going to try and ratchet down some of the things we enjoyed about the month of discipline that, uh, that I've been talking about. And we're going to, like, copy and paste them to, uh, a little bit of a routine that her and I are going to try and stick to. So, that is all exciting. And that's pretty much all that's been going on with me. Um, I got a YouTube video to make today, speaking of discipline, right after I get done recording this podcast, and uh, a little nervous about it. I think just to do it, though. I don't know if I'm nervous for any other reason, but I'm going to push through it. I got to get everything done in two hours, so I don't have time to fuck around. So let's go ahead and get started. All right, so today's episode is going to be me showing you some of the tools that I have used over the past, like year or six months or something like that of just to uh kind of understand myself more and i think that for me this whole like doing things for myself and wanting to be my own person in like to really be my own individual and i want to own my own business and i want to do all those kinds of things for myself i think that some of these tools made it easier to get my thoughts and my feelings out on paper and kind of put them somewhere where I could get answers about why I'm feeling or, you know, why I'm acting a certain way. Um, Because I was having this conversation with Ellie, uh, I think it was while we were watching Love Island, something crazy had happened on there. And I was like, you know, it's weird to me that we're like animals where we we have basic instincts, we have hormones going through our bodies and stuff like that but we're also conscious unlike animals at least as far as we know where we have our instincts happening and hormones going through our bodies and thoughts and natural things occurring that we can observe but not necessarily change like when something happens and you're like i don't know why i'm so fucking upset right now it means nothing to me what happened me looking at it rationally I'm not bothered at all but here my body is having a negative reaction to it and I don't know why so this it it, using these tools it made it a lot easier for me to really be able to be like okay so I'm acting like this possibly because of these other things and it made it a little easier for me to be able to just lean in to to how I want to be by knowing that I'm not the only kind of person that has been dealing with these kinds of thoughts or feelings. And that was obvious enough, but to really like get some different, differing opinions on it made a big difference for me. So this first one, I actually found in a book that I was just reading recently. Um, it was a self-compassion book. I can't remember exactly what the title is. It's on the bookshelf behind me, but who really wants to turn around 
Um, but anyways, it's called selfcompassion.org and it's a free test. Let me see if I can find the damn thing. Oh, test your level of self-compassion. So you go to selfcompassion.org. There is a test on there of how to test your self-compassion. And there is 26 questions. And a couple of the questions are like, I am disproving and judgmental about my own flaws and inadequacies. And you essentially just rate it one to five from almost never to almost always. And at the end, it'll give you a rough score. I think when I did mine, I scored a 3.5 or a 3 point. I think it was a 3.5 um, or 3.7. It was something. But anyways, how the score is interpreted is average overall self-compassion scores tend to be around the 3.0 on the 1 to 5 scales. So you can interpret your overall scores accordingly. As a rough guide, a score of 1 to 2.5 for your overall self-compassion score indicates that you're low in self-compassion. 2.5 to 3.5 indicates you're moderate. 3.5 to 5 means you're high. Remember that higher scores for the self-judgment, isolation, and over-identification subscales identicate less self-compassion, while lower scores on these dimension dimensions are indicative of more self-compassion. These subscales are automatically reverse-coded when your overall self-compassion score is calculated. Okay, so I guess you get why well, I know what I know what happens, but you essentially get like an overall scale, and then that scale is broken down into subscales to so you know like where you're maybe not giving yourself the most attention. And I felt like when I really did this one, um, it wasn't as big of a tool for me as the other two things that I'm going to talk to you guys about. But this one really helped highlight, um, at least to me, you know, okay, maybe I don't uh, approach my feelings with curiosity and openness when I'm feeling down. Or maybe I don't tolerate my own flaws and inadequacies. And I think that this is just a nice little thing where you kind of prod yourself with kind of general questions about how you act in certain situations. Whereas if you were in this situation, you would be acting on impulse, out of emotion. But these are just like almost general questions that are asked of you while you're not in the moment. So it might help you take a more... Um, like just the more like, I can't think of the right word. I want to say steady eye for some reason, but you'll get to see yourself in like a different light. You'll see yourself from a perspective of like watching yourself go through these in your head rather than actually experiencing them and then trying to reflect on how you acted afterwards. But anyways, I feel like that this was a really good thing for me to use to have some general self-compassion for myself. And it kind of goes along with like what the other things I'm going to be telling you about are. But now I will say this is the only free one. Uh, you can take this one as many times as you want. You just refresh the page. Um, but it's on selfcompassion.org. And there is a, it's under the, it's under the header of the thing. There's like the book or Amazon bestseller, and then there's a self-compassion by Dr. Kristen Neff, and then there's a bunch of tabs you can click on, and under that it says, test your self-compassion. So, next thing I'm gonna talk about is something that is incredibly long, and I have not gotten all the benefits from because of how long it is. But the the next two things I'm gonna be talking to you about are from uh, 
recommendations based off of Jordan Peterson. I think that he might, I don't know if he runs these or if he's like a collaborator with these things. But the reason why, well, one, I'll tell you the reason why these cost money. I think the self-authoring is $20 or something like that. I got mine on a deal. It was like a sell a sale. It was like a sale where I put in like a promo code and got it like a half off or something. So I can't really remember what the price was for this. And then the other one is understandmyself.com. That one is $10. And if I'm remembering right, they cost money not to the benefit of him, but to the benefit of this money going towards, if I remember right, I believe it's going most of these resources are going towards um, an online education service where it's essentially like college, but you can get graded on articles or YouTube videos that you read based off of their like educational value, I think. I think it's a rough idea, and I heard about whatever all this is going to like a while ago. But I do believe that most of the money that is raised through these things are specifically going to some way to circumvent getting like a shit ton of uh, debt and being like an indentured servant for the rest of your life with no way of like erasing your debt. So I didn't go the college route or hearing something like that. Uh, and one of my biggest fears with going to college anyways is like realistically to me, going to college is a bigger risk than staying home and trying to make something without going to college only because like whereas if you go to school you might you know get a degree and you might have a really good chance of getting a job you also might not get a job you also might get a job that you really don't like and you're going to be you know settled with all that debt and then the job that you got is the only way you can pay off the debt and then you're stuck and so and that was a big thing for me is like, I didn't want a whole bunch of debt. And I also didn't want to just like, oh yeah, I'm 17. Let me concrete myself for the next 70 years of what I'm going to want to do for my whole life. That shit is just really like unnatural for you to think that far ahead, <clears throat> at least in my opinion. So, and then the other thing was just the debt in general, debt and being like, being that sure of myself that early, those two things were just not going to happen they're unrealistic in any capacity and definitely in my capacity I could not handle it so for me to hear that all these things were going to potentially some way for people that want to have a higher education but don't want to get like absolutely rammed because they want to get a higher education then I was like all for it I'm gonna get these things anyways but it makes it easier for me to spend my money so that's why these things cost money anyways so the first one I want to talk about is self-authoring. It's on selfauthoring.com. Um, it's got four exercises on it. I think you can buy all these exercises individually. Um, and I bought, you can buy them all as a pack as well. And I think it's cheaper to do that. So I bought the whole pack. It comes with four exercises, sell, or future authoring, present authoring, virtues, then past authoring, and present authoring faults. So future authoring, gives you a bunch of things to choose from. I think you can pick like six to 10. Uh, and obviously, once you buy these, you can do them over, you can do them again. 
uh, you can complete one, look at it, and be like, okay, I'm not exactly happy with how I did this. And you can redo the whole thing. Once it's yours, it's yours. You don't have to buy it for every single time you want to take it. But this one, future authoring, it gives you some prompts, like six to nine prompts, and or that you can pick from out of like quite a big list of things that um, that you'd want to change about yourself. You essentially, essentially, to just save save some time with this future authoring you're making a plan for yourself almost like a roadmap of where you'd want to go it's like you can make your your scale like three to five years like three to five years future authoring you want to pick all the things that you really want to do and things that you really want to accomplish and after you pick those things it then asks you to go into pretty extreme detail there's like a 2000 character limit um, on most of the prompts that they give you and for every single one prompt like of the six or nine that you pick there is like an opportunity to write up to 10,000 words on different questions about that single prompt and the questions range anywhere from like what kind of obstacles might come in your way that either you set for yourself or other people set for you do you have a good support system for this goal? If you don't have a good support system for this goal, how are you going to achieve it otherwise? How are you going to hold yourself accountable? All things like that. And it's like multifaceted questions for each question. So there's like not just one thing to answer. There's like 10 things to answer for each prompt question. And there's like five prompt questions per prompt. That's why I haven't finished it. It's really long. And... So future authoring is essentially making the the place you want to be. Past authoring is you're trying to get away from the place that you once were. But I think it can help highlight things that had happened to you. Maybe if they're still affecting you and you can, you know, use it as a means to get away from it. If you know what I'm saying. So future authoring is for obviously the future its goals and how do you plan to achieve them and hold yourself accountable past authoring things that you have gone through and what you need to get away from and what lessons can you learn from things that have happened in the past and then there's two more and they're about the present and one is virtues so things that are good about you and faults things that are bad about you and i believe if i open these um yeah okay so the present authoring, this exercise has been designed to allow you to do an in-depth analysis of some of the positive aspects or virtues of your personality. And then in the faults, which I would assume, uh, this exercise has been designed to allow you to do an in-depth analysis of some of the negative aspects or faults of your personality. And I think it says before you start it, you should do the faults while you're not feeling bad about yourself. And you should do the virtues while you're not feeling good about yourself. That way you can use them as a means to get out of how you're feeling. Um, and it definitely helps. I've done the faults when I felt, or I've done the virtues when I felt bad. And I definitely have felt better afterwards. And um, yeah, so anyways, this has been extremely helpful for me. I haven't gone through it, but anytime I've gone back to it and tried to at least knock some of it out of the way, I always get like, that inspirational fire in my chest where i'm like oh yeah i can do anything i need to do right now i don't have any reason for excuses because i just wrote nine thousand characters as to why i shouldn't be giving myself excuses 
So if anything, it's good for a little kick in the ass. Once you buy it, it's yours forever. Um, and it looks like they're still having a two for one special. Yeah, so me and a friend, it's $30, so 15 a pop. That means you and your partner or your best friend or your mom or anyone that you know that might be having some problems or might want or are thinking about just writing a story about themselves with the past authoring or writing about their future or planning for themselves or anything like that. I feel like this is a great thing. And I also want to say I'm definitely not sponsored by any of these. I'm really just trying to share the tools that I've used to make sure that like I don't want this to sound like I'm preaching or anything like that. I literally am just trying to share the tools that I've used to try and dig myself out of some like mental holes so that I can keep pushing forward in any capacity. And now the uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about is the big five aspects scale on understandmyself.com. I believe this one was $10 and is probably the best $10 I've ever spent on something that was like relating to my mind, I suppose. And so it essentially treats you or it tests you in five categories. And they're called the big five personality traits because they're just they're the five personality traits that everybody shares. It just depends on which one or how deep you are in which one that affects what kind of person you are. And the thing with understand myself explicitly is uh, when you get your results, you'll see below where you stand in comparison to others in the general population on the major traits and their aspects. So the major traits, there's five of them, agreeableness, conscientiousness, extroversion, neuroticism, and openness to experience. And they all have two subcategories as well. Um, agreeableness has compassion and politeness conscientiousness has industriousness and orderliness extroversion has enthusiasm and assertiveness neuroticism has withdrawal and volatility and openness to experience is openness and intellect so essentially just to give you a quick little run through of what these five traits are openness is the trait of people who like to learn new things and enjoy new experiences usually score high in openness. Openness includes traits like being insightful, imaginative, and having a wide variety of interests. Conscientiousness, people that have a high, de high degree of conscientiousness are reliable and prompt. Traits include being organized, methodic, and thorough. Extroversion, extroverts get their energy from interacting with others while introverts get their energy from within themselves. Extroversion includes the traits of energetic, talkative, and assertive. Agreeableness, these individuals are friendly, cooperative, and compassionate. People with low agreeableness may be more distant. Traits include being kind, affectionate, and sympathetic. And neuroticism is also some call, sometimes called emotional stability. This dimension relates to one's emotional stability and degree of negative emotions. People that score high on neuroticism often experience emotional instability and negative emotions. Traits include being moody and tense. And God, do I relate with neuroticism. So I just wanted to go over what I had uh, achieved, or not achieved, I guess what I had got graded for on this test. That way, if you do take it, you can see where I stand and where you stand. Um, but these paragraphs are long. I got, so for the first one is agreeableness. Uh, it says I'm high in agreeableness. And this first paragraph says you're high on high in agreeableness, which is a primarily, which is a primary decision of interpersonal interaction. 
in the big five personality trait scientific model agreeableness is two aspects compassion and politeness which will be explained separately agreeableness is a very complex trait with marked positive and negative elements all along its distribution because of this higher scores and lower scores need to be explained at the same time so it essentially says what what you tested for agreeableness what you got high it says what percentile you're in so i was in the 80th percentile of agreeableness so it says your score puts you at the 80th percentile for agreeableness. If you are one of 100 people in a room, you'd be more agreeable than 80 of them and less agreeable than 19 of them. So, and then it not only goes into the positive aspects of agreeableness and what people that are high in agreeableness tend to do, it also goes into what people that are high in agreeableness tend to do negatively as well. And so it'll tell you that for the main trait, and then the two sub-traits for each one, it also tells you. So for agreeableness, there's compassion and politeness. Um, I scored high in compassion, and I scored typical in politeness, um, which if you've been listening to this podcast, this <laughs> politeness one says typically polite people, which is what I am, can be differential to authority, but can also be challenging when necessary. They're not particularly obedient. They can be respectful, but also push back if pushed. They're not made uncomfortable by the necessity of standing up to other people. Typically, polite people will avoid conflict reasonably, but are not completely averse to confrontation. And if I if I had not read some more real shit about myself, like, if I was high in politeness, I think I'd be like, I really don't feel like I'm that polite, because I just, I try and reciprocate. And if no one's, if someone's not going to reciprocate to me, then I'm going to be like, what the fuck's going on? So like, I definitely don't cower with my tail in between my legs, but I also am not like out to get anybody. So for me, reading that I was average based on what I answered for the questions that were like measuring my politeness, spot on. <clears throat> Next one, conscientiousness, exceptionally high. Um, I got the 98th percentile, so I'd only be less conscientious than one person out of a room of 100, which I thought was pretty fucking wild. Um, conscientiousness is a measure of obligation, attention to detail, hard work, persistence, cleanliness, efficiency, and adherence to rules, standards, or processes. Uh, conscientious people must implement their plans and establish and man maintain order. So... <clears throat> for conscientiousness i got exceptionally high 98th percentile industriousness and orderliness obviously if i got a high uh grade in conscientiousness i also got very high in the other two aspects of it as well uh, which are industriousness and orderliness and very industrious people are typically successful in school and in administrative and managerial positions orderliness Exceptionally orderly people are extremely disturbed and disgusted by mess and chaos. They keep everything extraordinarily, extraordinarily tidy and organized. Um, yeah, I don't like this one. I definitely feel like I am, but I feel like it's also you just kind of have to take it. You have to take it with a grain of salt, but you also have to realize that like this isn't just some like weird test online by some guy who runs a blog trying to like make some dough this test in particular i believe was put together by a number of um 
like well-educated psychologists that and this test was specifically made like I wouldn't I don't know if it's exactly for like clinical study or anything like that but it was definitely made as a marker for like humans in general this is not like something that is going to skew you towards one direction or the other in fact especially not politically because it even tells you people high in extroversion tend to vote this way or vote this way like it'll just tell you based off of what you put into this what you are in comparison to all the other people that have ever done this and the basis for this is from like legitimate science it's not like some like i said some crazy blog dude trying to make some dough so you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because like it is just it's not exactly standardized but it is like not super super nuanced it's definitely not as nuanced as like a regular human is or anything like that so like for i do get disgusted and disturbed by mess and chaos but i don't necessarily think that i think in remarkably black and white terms with no gray areas so you know take it where you can leave it where you can as well um but really some of these things like uh like high in neuroticism it tells me that I'm super apt to negative emotion and I feel negative emotion and I'm <laughs> particularly volatile. Hearing those things was really nice for me because it made me not feel like I'm just a fucking crazy person. It's like, you know, I guess based off of the how I answered the questions, which the questions it gives you, it tells you not to spend too much time on them, but did not answer them right away. But so knowing that I put some thought into it and received these answers made me think that these answers are actually going to be more suited towards me. And when I got done reading through this whole thing for the first time, it really, it really like put some things into perspective about how I am and some of my faults, particularly, especially when this talks about not only the positive things to being open to experience, but the negative things to being open to experience, which I guess, which I think, oh, so yeah, I guess just to go over the rest of my test really quick, enthusiasm was moderately high, or wait, 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 extroversion is high, enthusiasm and assertiveness are both high as well, um, neuroticism was high, I'm high in withdrawal, well, neuroticism, I'm 78th percentile, withdrawal, I'm high in, um, may, individuals high in withdrawal may feel above average levels and anticipatory anxiety, uh, makes it much more challenging for them to approach new, uncertain, unexpected, threatening, or complex situations, which, yes. And uh, volatile uh, individuals moderately high in volatility tend to vary somewhat in their mood. They can be more irritable than a typical person, feeling disappointment, frustration, pain, and social isolation somewhat more easily. Definitely. Um, openness to experience, I got exceptionally high. Uh, people with exceptionally high levels of openness to experience are almost always characterized by others as extremely smart, creative, exploratory, intelligent, and visionary. Uh, I got high in intellect, which is just the obvious thing about intellect, I believe. And then openness. Um, the Oh, for openness, I got very high as well. And this says the closest synonym for openness rather than openness to experience, which encompasses openness and intellect, is creativity. Very open, creative people love beauty. They require an outlet for their creative ability or they cannot thrive. 
So yeah, I mean, this whole thing for me was probably one of the biggest things that I had done. It was the greatest $10 I really have spent on something that helped me find out more about myself. And I don't feel like this is in the same vein as, say, um, like looking at your like at what sign you are and getting your horoscope for the day. I feel like this is legitimately more founded in a place of science where the whole point of this test was to help people orient themselves and to be more in line with the person that they actually are. Because I feel like more often than not, when we're dealing with really tough situations and stuff like that, it more comes down to not the things you're doing, but maybe the things that you're ignoring of your natural self that like, what am I doing to appease my parents or appease my friends or appease my boss at work? It makes me feel weak. It makes me feel like I'm lying. I can't be my normal self. I'm treading on eggshells. Why? I feel like if you're feeling any of those things, which I felt like I felt when I stumbled upon this test, I felt like it really helped me kind of cut the, uh, it's like separate the wheat from the chaff, I guess, to say that like, you know, these things are more than likely the way that I really am. And I probably need to focus on me and myself and how I need to handle things rather than worry about if everyone else is taken care of before I am. And this definitely helped me out the most with anything that I've done almost ever taking this test and reading 12 rules for life also by Jordan Peterson have been like two of the very few things that have completely turned my life around and I like I can't speak enough about it and so I'll just have to stop myself here because I will talk about it for a long time but I think that there is real utility in being the individual that you are and that you're meant to be and i think that this is a good place to start if you want to do that and if you want to um if you want to just yeah it's it's just a good place to start you want to kind of find out how your mind works and maybe like why you do some of the things that you do I feel like understandmyself.com is the great place for you to start. And then if you want to get even deeper onto that and like, what do I want to do for myself or what kind of things in the past are holding me up or what are some good things about myself that I can find out and like repeat to myself when I need to, or what are some things that I need to work on? What are my faults? You know, I think that would be a good place to go after to understand myself and that's selfauthoring.com. If you want to know how compassionate you are with yourself, selfcompassion.org, you take the test on there that is free and you can kind of see how you handle yourself in certain situations and how you treat yourself. I feel like that might be a good starting point as well if you feel like you really just treat yourself pretty bad sometimes. I know I definitely do and I, that was why it was such a big important thing for me to, uh, to look that up and test it out for myself. So yeah, I'll put the links to all these in the description uh, in the show notes. And I hope you all enjoyed episode four of the podcast. This one was definitely a little less lighthearted than the episode before this. Um, But I feel like this is a really important thing for me to share for anybody that might be looking for some kind of answers and they don't know where to start. These are the places I started in. 
they gave me a good like springboard to jump off of and i'm extremely grateful to myself and to anyone that was a part of getting these things online for the general population to use i feel like they have massive benefit potential and uh i just want to spread the word about them so thank you guys so much i will see you next thursday with episode five of an open window and i hope you all have a wonderful week until then thank you so much for listening adios